Welcome in, everybody. We are sorry for marking, and we are back for episode 95 here around our WWE water cooler. My name's Wes. I'm here with my man Chase, heading back to the most underrated era of all time this week, heading back to the ruthless aggression era. Chase, how you doing, my man? I didn't want to start a fight right off the bat, mm-hmm. so I played it safe. I appreciate that. that. Plus, you didn't want to give any fake news. Hello, folks. Welcome. Thank you for joining us once again around the WWE water cooler, the Sorry for Marking water cooler. I'm pumped as usual. We are so close to SummerSlam, so that's what I'm currently marking out for. Wes just told you we're going back to his era, which I have mixed feelings about, but you know every time we go back to Wes's Ruthless Aggression era that it's always an adventure. There's a lot going on in the wrestling world. I'm excited about it all. Before we hit record, we were just talking about some of the future things and future plans, and it's just all so exciting what's going on in wrestling. Couldn't be a better time to be a wrestling fan. So as Chase hinted at, we are continuing our newest trilogy here. Sorry for marking. So this is our transplant trilogy, which basically means we go back to our eras all the time. Each trilogy, we're heading back to the Attitude Era. We're heading back to the Ruthless Aggression Era. Well, if we could have the ability to take one wrestler out of that era as is and add them this week onto WWE television. Who is it? Who is it? Who's that choice? So last week we went back to the Attitude Era, had a really good discussion. Steve Austin, Rock, Undertaker, all these guys that were in the discussion mm-hmm. on who we are going to bring back with us. This week we'll be continuing that discussion and I think we have a hole to be filled on this main roster, Chase. I think we do and that's what I was hoping to accomplish with this trilogy is not only do we get to mark out for some of our best wrestlers from our eras, but we get to choose and we get to see and investigate what the modern era is currently lacking. By choosing certain people, we are basically revealing what the modern era is lacking, which is huge because it needs to fill those holes before things really get oh, going right. here in the fall. We're trying to help here with this trilogy. Exactly. We're not just being selfish and picking you know, Trish Stratus. No, <laughs> this, is, this is analytical purposes only. So I'm excited to go back to the air, and I'm excited. We're on the go-home week to SummerSlam. Yes. And I, I don't know, and I wanted to ask you right off the bat before we really get going, in general, is your what's your temperature check on SummerSlam this year? Was it Were you hotter for it the last couple years? I think so, yeah. yes, I was. It's a little down. Stock's a little down from the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Not as in a bad spot. I think no. the brand SummerSlam itself always gets me a little bit amped up. Right. Third biggest show of the year, if you ask me. You say second. I say it's the second biggest <laughs> show of the year. But, you. But yeah, what are you thinking? Are you kind of getting the same vibes? I'm getting the same vibes. Because we've talked about so many stories over the last few weeks that we thought we're getting some positive momentum. Like we thought we were seeing the start of some really good SummerSlam feuds, so I didn't necessarily expect to be given that answer. No, I don't think it's due to lack of good feuds. I think it's more so a lot of these feuds maybe people didn't want from the start. So although now we can say a lot of them have turned out to be pretty good, and I think we're going to enjoy the matches, it's almost like you still in your mind... It's hard because you can't. I can't put a finger on what I wanted other than some of these matches. But some of these matchups are not, to me, what I would consider SummerSlam matchups before the story started. Now, now, now that we're here less than a week away, by the time you guys hear this, just a couple of days, 
I don't know. I don't know why I'm not as excited, but I still think it's going to be a good show. This feels like a show me SummerSlam. Like these matchups, you told these stories and they're great stories that you told, but I wasn't really buying any of these matchups from the start. So please, you know, deliver in the ring on Sunday. It's a show me SummerSlam this year. It's something that won't be on the SummerSlam card. So we're going to get to it right here in our gimmick segment to kick off the show. The biggest question that rocked the wrestling world, Chase. Who done it? Who was trying to kill Roman Reigns? It was the butler in the kitchen with a butcher's knife. Remember that game (laughs) Clue? That's what it feels like. I get the reference. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I explained the joke. I don't know. Who do you all think? Let us know. Because I... It seems obvious, right? Everybody listening right now is saying, well, do we need to have this discussion? Is Eric Rowan so do you think, who's been just trying tell to me kill right now, Roman Reigns? This is our smart report, by the way. We're right into the gimmick segment. Are you not? Do you not think it's Daniel Bryan? Is that what you're telling me? Eric Rowan, Dan, Daniel Bryan behind it all? You think there's more to this? Because yeah, it seems like that's clearly what they're pointing at. Right, and whenever I try to go beyond that, it's usually exactly what they were pointing at, which is why I'm hesitant. But if they could go in a couple different directions, I'm just wondering, is this some kind of red herring where there's a mastermind somehow behind all this that's not Daniel Bryan? The What threw me off was Daniel Bryan looked very confused as SmackDown went off the air and Buddy Murphy was in the back being inter- interrogated slash tortured by Roman and he said, Rowan, Rowan. And Roman said, Rowan is in Rowan and Daniel Bryan. And then Daniel Bryan looked confused in the ring. Rowan didn't look as confused, but looked a little worried. <laughs> I that's isn't that weird? And then Daniel Bryan cut a promo where he's denying the whole thing. Backstage. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. He's saying it wasn't him. Saying it wasn't Rowan. So what's going on here? Is it Lars Sullivan? Is this a faction thing? Is Harper involved? Is Joe somehow involved? I really just wanted to get, do you think it is what it is? Or do you think it's something else and somebody else is involved? It's such a weird thing to do right now. There's no implications for SummerSlam. It looked like something was going with Joe and then there wasn't. I think they're going to give us the runaround a little bit. Not necessarily in a bad way, but I still would put money on Daniel Bryan. Because I'm starting to fantasy book now, like maybe that's the feud they're setting up to kind of build SmackDown around early. In the fall. A face Roman against a great heel Daniel Bryan? Oh, yeah. Like that could be the one. I've said it, it's the feud of the air. It is. It just feels so random to start now. But it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as random to start now if you start booking it out in your head until October. Right. Like this is just the beginning. We want to scratch the surface. What the hell's going on? And they haven't even had the quote unquote match. So it's not like you're blowing your load right now. So that's, I don't know, it's just something for people to think about because Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are two of the faces of the company and they haven't been in that position in recent months. And I'm interested to see if they're putting them in a feud here, where it all goes and who else is involved. If you guys have any better ideas of who you think it might be or your own fantasy booking, who you'd like to see, be sure to let us know. Follow us, sorry for marking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sorryformarking.com is the blog. We thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for getting us your time. Lots of new listeners out there, and that's thanks to you all. Keep telling your friends. Keep spreading the word. 
and we appreciate you guys joining us here around the water cooler. We got a few new listeners on the Castbox app. That's the podcast app I use. So Cast thank you Box? to whoever's listening on Castbox. Cast That's a good app for Android. Us us Android people, you got to get on board with that. Gotcha. Few new listeners on there. Shout out to you all. Shout out to my boy Hub, who will be in Tampa at WrestleMania. He says he says he, he thinks so. We're gonna get some drinks with Hub, our fan from the Philippines. Gone global. We've gone global here at Sorry for Marking, so we can't wait for that live from Tampa. So I'm excited, man. Thank you to everybody. I hope you guys are excited as we are. Ooh, they are, Chase. Cause you know what? You know what? Oh no. Ruthless aggression era time. Knock back this strap bourbon in. before you strap me into this DeLorean. I don't know what's going to happen. HLA, three minute. Well, welcome back to the Ruthless Aggression era. And yes, Chase did just chug the rest of his bourbon. So <laughs> he is ready to go. Ready to go. That was a shoot. Brain on three minute warning. Brain him on. <laughs> If you haven't noticed, three minute warning are the monsters of like like the Freddy Krueger of your era. Every time we go back to your era, I'm always looking over my shoulder to see where those guys are at. Those guys were big. Just waiting for them to bust in the window, and they were huge. Yeah, they were big guys. Samoans, man, beat up on lesbians, <laughs> hot lesbians in action. Yes. <laughs> yes, you've been here before, haven't you? I have. I'm this excited. Isn't your first trip to this exci- era. <laughs> I'm excited to be here again this week. If at any point you want to talk about HLA or three minute warning, we can, but we can move on to 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 what we're here, and that's that we're here to do, and that's kidnap somebody. Yeah, which is pretty standard fare in my era, as we know. So it's really not a big deal. No, no. <laughs> okay, so we are continuing the discussion from last week. Chase set the table beautifully as he always does. He looked at this modern roster and he thought. What's missing is that larger-than-life character, that crossover star that everybody knows, every household knows, but is still obviously going to help the top of the card and get people over. Right. Had a great discussion about it. I'm not even going to tell you who it is, so if you didn't listen, you have to go one episode back in the archives and listen. what a tease. Ooh, that's cruel, huh? No, I like it. We'll do it. Go back and listen. Yes, the modern era does have a hole there at the top of the roster. But I would argue there's another hole at the top of the roster, Uh-oh. and they're not, you know, they're not two separate things. One's because of the other, you could say, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. There's not that top, larger than life, dominant heel at the top of the roster. After Brock Lesnar, he's the guy that kind of rely on there. Mm-hmm. Tell me who comes to mind as who would fit the bill there—a top, dominant, larger than life heel who can create stars. Maybe at times Randy Orton, but even he's got the legacy. Yeah, that's just kind of. Other than that, though, I'm not even going to sit here and waste our audio. I'm having trouble thinking of one, and I'm sure there are some that have came up, but there's not many right now. Well, the people that come to mind that I think should be in that category, you look at Samoa Joe, you look at Drew McIntyre, Daniel Bryan. Those, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Those kind of guys. They just haven't been booked that way lately. Yeah. So it's not. Once again, it's not the people on the roster. These guys could no. be that, mm-hmm. but they're not that. So that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm, I'm heading back to the Ruthless Aggression era, and we're going to find us a top dominant heel who can come in and create some of those baby face stars that are lacking right now. Because you are right with your logic. I, and I do think the modern era is missing the baby face as well. But it takes a good heel to give you a good hero to overcome that heel. I don't think this is a chicken or the egg debate. I think the heel comes first. 
and then you need somebody to start rooting for. It's much harder to get to start rooting for somebody organically and then just automatically hate everybody that comes against the guy because you love him so much. It's much harder to do that than it is get somebody you hate so much that you're just looking for anybody to come knock him off his perch. So you really have to hate the person first. That's why I think a good heel makes that baby face. So the good news is I think we have some good options here. Later on, we'll get to who will maybe be the easiest to bring back with us. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but I think we have some good options here. But much like last week, I want to go through some of these options and let's just kind of talk it out. And maybe through discussion, because I don't know just yet, who is the best person to come in right now? Like who fits best as they were then right now in this modern era? You're, you're going to have to make a pick, though. Eventually. Just saying the pressure's on. Whew. Well, give me some ruthless heels. And this is, you know, it's tough because your era was so, ruthless is the word. Like, I know we say it every week, but it hits home. Ruthless was your era. And it's hard to take somebody that just translates to the modern era <laughs> when we are definitely not in a ruthless era. That would not be one word to describe the modern era. That's true. Something I have to consider as we go through these guys. Same with attitude. <laughs> The first guy that comes to mind, and I think because just any time you wish to see somebody in this modern era, he's one of the first people, no matter what the framework is, you want to find a way to make it work, and that's Eddie Guerrero. Give me this dude against this current generation of guys and just see the matches they could have. Oh, so good. But we're, talk we're looking for a heel here. Uh -huh. So we're talking you know, towards the end of his career when he's, he's really good on the mic at this point, really good at his character. We had just talked about him a couple trilogies back in our Summertime Series trilogy how good he was as a heel. Yeah. But I think he could end up being a cool heel, which isn't what we want. No. We want somebody that can get major heat. Like Baron Corbin heat, but not just not him. Right. Not not Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make that very clear. Yeah. Do you I, think do you think I'm on yeah, the right? He's track probably there? too cool. Yeah. Yeah, because this is an era where everybody almost once the cool heel is almost where you would like to be in your career. It's almost where you're the most comfortable because you get cheered by the right people and booed by the right people. So it's where everybody's striving to be. So it almost seems like we have too many quote unquote cool heels, even if they're currently kind of faces or a little too hilly, they always come back to being cool heels. And that's not what we need in this air. Guerrero with that Latino heat. Yeah. And something else we know we don't need is really good workers. Obviously, mm -hmm. if he's a great worker, you take what you, you take all the ones you can get. But that's not something that's lacking. That's not a hole that needs to be filled. It is not. Almost everybody we plug in there could give you the dream match, in-rain worker-type matches. Any of our options this week and last week could probably do that. This is more character-driven because that's what creates the top heels and the top faces. Not just the in-rain work. Most of it is character work. So speaking of... I'm going to throw the people a curveball here. This was a curveball for me. Uh oh. This, I don't look back on my era, and this is one of my favorite guys. Like, part of it is because, you know, he was towards the end of my era, and times were changing. Like, it was just kind of weird seeing him in that role. Mm -hmm. But he's a guy I go back now, and I really appreciate his heel work. And if you can view him as a top dominant guy, maybe the word dominant is kind of questionable here with him. But if you're just talking about characters who can get major heat... 
John Bradshaw Layfield. Mr. JBL. JBL. Not one of my favorite guys, but as I go back and watch, especially just look at where we are here in 2019 in America. Yeah. You tell me that dude couldn't get mega heat right now? A rich white man from Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's a heat magnet. Let First, let me ask you, why... What was specific, can you put a finger on what wasn't hidden with him? With I had you? a hard. I just he was Bradshaw APA like that was right. I just so had that, a hard that, time accepting that transition, and I probably mm-hmm. never really gave it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the time he really started hitting his stride, I was I was too cool for wrestling at that point. So right. I thought <laughs> uh-huh. he'd be interesting. You're right, and that's somebody who. I haven't seen a lot of in ring, but I know the type of heel he is. And I know the type of promos he could cut. That's one thing I keep imagining when you when you brought up there's a hole where the heels need to be in this modern era. Is I miss a good, mean heel promo. And he's believable as that. Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about it all the time. The best stories are the ones that seem realistic. They blur the lines between reality and kayfabe. Mm-hmm. You could do all that with that JBL character. You know... And that's a great option, and I don't know if I'm going to pick him, but I'm lean- I didn't think when you started this that I was, but now I'm leaning that way. If if you were to give me the pin for the Ruthless Era, the, uh, gratefully, this is your era this week. But you know who has JBL vibes in this modern era that's away from our podcast bubble is MJF and AEW. Agreed. Type, same type of character. But JBL, you could drop him in the WWE universe, and he would get that same type of MJF heat. It's not just because it's three initials, folks. I know that's just a coincidence. I think Corbin is similar too. I think he gets a similar kind of heat. Yeah, as JBL. He's not the promo JBL was. To, right, exactly. And and also to me, you have to be creative to get that kind of heat. Like, don't give me the generic heel. I'm making fun of your town. I'm saying I'm better <laughs> than you. Like. I'm bigger than you. You're jealous of me. Don't give me that. You know, I I mean, and Corbin does a lot of that. That's true. And JBL didn't do a lot of that from what I've seen from JBL. He named specific things. He talked about his stocks and tech. Like he got real specific to the fans when he was talking to them. Same thing that MJF does. I think that's the type of heat I want. The non-generic, non-cliche. That would be, man, that's a great option, JBL. Put him in a MAGA hat. Send him on out there. No, he's got to have his signature cowboy hat. Hmm. I did not expect him to be the front runner in this discussion, but it just makes too much sense when you talk it out. Yeah, you're going to have to really convince me that it's it's not him. You better have a good choice if it's not. Let me ask you while you're contemplating. This is a guy, I don't know if you're going to bring him up, but and I didn't know what years this was, but what about Hollywood... Rock, is that somebody you thought of? The guy that was kind of too cool no. for WWE to come back, and because you know, think about the Rock being a huge Hollywood. He's the biggest star in Hollywood now. If he did that now, that he's an even bigger star, mega heat. But we can't use his now. It's got to be then. Yeah, but that would work. But it now. would still work now. It would be great. Mm-hmm. It would actually work better because he is the star. Was- I did. I don't want to walk on your. Trilogy, no. but it's one that I thought of when you were talking about JBL. He's a great, he's a great one to add in. He should totally be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Because you look at it, he's got the aspect where he talked about JBL just works so good with where society is now. 
Like, mm-hmm. that's the reason we thought maybe Steve Austin wouldn't be perfect. Like, maybe that's why Thugonomics John Cena isn't the choice here. Right. But JBL, Hollywood, he'll rock. They both, they both fit perfectly. They now. do fit in our society right now. That would still work. Now, you still have, last week when we talked about The Rock, you said his promo style might not quite be as over now. So, you still have that. You have that, but didn't it feel a little more... Um. You know, early rock was a lot more... 90s? <laughs> yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. A lot more poutine pie, a lot more... A more like attitude. That, more, yeah. I think Yeah, the, you're right. I think that Hollywood... I think if you're just looking at the rock, mm-hmm. which one you would want, I think the Hollywood heel rock fits better now than the, than baby, the face, baby face. Most electrifying man in sports entertainment uh-huh. rock. Wow. Now, what about if you're feeling that heel spot? And now we, can, I don't want to get into a rock debate. We, y'all know we love the rock on here. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> but you know, what about heel rock from my? What era heel rock would you choose to put into this modern era? My era heel rock with like the corporation with Vince, and now because we've seen a lot of the wrestlers attaching themselves to authority people. Yep. That's played out, okay. and he is a Hollywood star. So Hollywood Rock still wins that. Yeah, I think you're right there. But you still got to pick one. So I'm not saying that's your choice, but you're right. It is interesting to see as far as Rock. that Maybe a lot of people wouldn't think at first to pick Hollywood Rock over the more popular version of the Rock, but it fits in the modern era. Okay, so before I make a choice on this, there is one more person I have to bring up, Chase. And I think a lot of people out there are probably expecting it because they know I've said here on the show and probably to you more times than you can count. <laughs> my favorite heel of all time is the unmasked Kane of my era. I think he had one of the best heel runs I've ever seen. Ooh, that's another curveball there. Is it though? You knew who I felt about him. I know how you feel about unmasked Kane. I know you feel that it was one of the greatest heel runs, but do you feel that unmasked Kane would have that same great heel run in this modern era? I think era? you could. Obviously, there's maybe some places you can't go that they went then. Yeah. But that would translate now. So Just the, the crazy, the guy, you know. There's two questions I have for you about whether it translates. One is visual, and then one is the narrative. Yes, they couldn't do a lot of the stuff they got away with during your era, the implied things that they got away with. But also on a visual side, that cane looked real evil, and, and do you think that would still scare people with now that... We've had years of... It would scare Knox County, Tennessee. I yeah, know that. It definitely would. I, Yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not giving you how I feel about it. I just... That's and interesting it, to see if people would still be legit. Another thing to think about, he would easily be the biggest guy on the roster. Braun's kind of the guy right now. He's bigger than Braun. God. He is bigger than Braun, ain't he? So you got that aspect, too. And this is him when he's in pretty great shape. He would be the biggest guy on the roster. Yeah. You'd also. So get- you're feeling a monster need and a hill need. Mm-hmm. Poor Braun. Yeah. Braun loses a little bit, but not uh-huh. if he beats Kane. Yeah. And that could be a dream match there. Now, this is where you're getting to the in-ring part of it and starting to matter because, well, maybe not. Maybe this is where we differ with maybe. Kane because I, I wouldn't choose Kane because he doesn't hold up in the in-ring dream match category for me to bring back and but we have enough of those i get it and you you think of some of the smaller baby face guys that 
True. You can imagine having pretty good matches with Kane, a young Kane in the ring. Kane, Kane and Ricochet. Okay. All right. Not my favorite, but another good choice. So he know. maybe would have been my betting favorite coming into this episode. If you would have just asked me to put money on my pick. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You know who the choice is here, Chase? It's motherfucking John Bradshaw Layfield. It really is. JBL. This, folks, this is why we do the podcast. Do Is he dominant enough? That's the thing. I think, I think so. He's a former just, world champion. Right, and you just build him to win and be good. Yeah. yeah. Even if he wins, he'll clean sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. I think he's definitely dominant enough. You know, okay. JBL's a Hall of Famer. Because that's maybe the difference between that heel Kane and the heel JBL. You have mm-hmm. that factor. But I think what he can do on the mic and the modern stories he could tell. Yeah, yeah. he's the choice. And two things. One, you guys let us know. Go back. And this two great things I love about this podcast for you first-time listeners now that we've come to our JBL pick. I think you guys will find going back and watching some of the stuff is so much fun. The stuff that we research and that you didn't necessarily... So go back and watch JBL promos is what I'm trying to say. Because that's where you're going to be able to tell if he could get that kind of modern heat. Go back and watch some of his best promos. Just YouTube it. Um, Another great thing is the mission that I want to accomplish with this podcast most weeks and most trilogies specifically is getting to people that were amazing that maybe don't get touched on enough when us fans just go back and debate the errors because what are we debating? The beer baths, the hell in a cell matches, the big moments. But we get what gets lost is every week we're marking out to certain things. And the fact that Wes can now pick JBL means that even though JBL, he admittedly wasn't the biggest fan of JBL, there was one aspect of his Ruthless Aggression era that JBL was really good at that would really help the modern era. And that's our whole goal with this trilogy, is to touch on those lesser-known people. For my era, is the Go Dust and the D'Lo Browns and the Val Venuses of the world. And JBL, I think, is one of those people for your era. I'll go ahead and tell him. Last week, I took The Undertaker. So now, <laughs> now we got... I, we kidnapped the Undertaker from the Attitude. That was era. good though. You made him listen all the way through the right. main event. Oh segment. yeah, I didn't want to spoil. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to rain on your parade. Well done. So I picked the Undertaker last week. I'm dropping straight up Attitude Era. It's <laughs> hard to beat Undertaker into the modern era. Undertaker or JBL. Uh huh. And and we talk about the need for the face and the heel. And you think about a face, Attitude Era Taker. Who takes people's souls and imagine him coming to get JBL after JBL's just gone on and on about <laughs> whatever JBL goes on and on about no, no, his money. Chasse is getting carried away. I know, I know. Uh, it's just those. <laughs> I love those picks by us. It the most interesting week, just like most weeks, is going to be that modern era, though. It really is. Obviously, a lot more of a limited selection. Yes, because it has. How are we doing this? This is people that are gone. Well, or past versions of people. I think you take a little bit of past versions of people, but I think I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna do. It. We're gonna have to talk about it. I don't know how a third episode works with this specific trilogy. Maybe we kidnap somebody from the modern era and take them back Whoa. to our eras. Reverse. Back to the future, baby. Take them back. Which people from the modern eras would help our eras best? And is it the same person? Does one person from the modern era 
if we drop them into both of our eras as they are in the modern era, would they help our eras? Or do we have two different people we would choose? I think that's the conversation to have next week. We're kidnapping somebody and putting them in the DeLorean next week. Whoa. <laughs> be sure not to miss next week. Make sure you're subscribed. <laughs> That'll also be our SummerSlam reaction. So that's a big episode next week. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Oh, forgot to tell you. We can't do next week. I'm out of town next week. Guys, Hill West. That's a hill. Oh, yeah, he's in Chicago. But if you and a guest co-host want to do a SummerSlam reaction episode, obviously don't do the main event without me. Then I'll be pissed. So you don't want me to bring my Attitude Era consultant on to do the main event next week? That would be a little biased. I don't see it. I don't know. Okay. Either way, next episode, you guys are hearing from us. We're going to we're going to kidnap somebody from the modern era for sure. Okay, so let's move on to this SummerSlam card. We'll mm-hmm. go through the matches. We will make predictions as we get there, but mainly we'll just talk about the stories, mm-hmm. how we've liked the build getting up to this point. Yeah, I know we said our temperature check compared relative to previous years was kind of low, but that doesn't mean I, th- I think this is still a good SummerSlam card. It's chase, just, chase, chase. People know what to expect. Just, They've listened before. It's called Sorry for Marking. Uh-huh. They know we're pretty excited for SummerSlam. It's just not a card that sells itself. That's fair. It's just we are going into this not just over the roof excited. I'm not over the roof excited for it because of what's on paper. What's missing? If you could change one thing about this card. I don't know what's missing, but I'll tell you. Is it a top heel? Is it JBL? It's <laughs> It's probably that, I, that I'm not buying really the Rollins-Lesnar stuff even after the beatdowns. We'll get there. But I'll tell you two things that I'm that I didn't think that I thought were gonna be weaknesses on the card have became interesting. Okay, let's start there. It's time. You know what? It's time. Let's give out an award. It's time! It's time! It's Sorry for Markings Markout Performer of the Week. Trish Stratus, the queen of both of our eras, really. <laughs> I mean, she she overlaps our eras, right? My mm-hmm. attitude and your ruthless. Oh, she's my first she's love. She's pretty much the queen of both. Mm-hmm. She's the markout performer. Wow. In 2019, she's sorry for markings. Markout performer of the week. So this was one you actually, as surprising as this sounds, you had to sell me on it. When you made the case, and what has turned into a really highly anticipated match for us here at Sorry for Marking. Mm-hmm. You give her a lot of credit here for building this match. I, I do. I think this was this had the potential to be one of those where it's like, oh my gosh, you hot shot at a dream match just to call it a dream match and get you know and get your SummerSlam buy rate up. But I think they turned it into an actual dream match with actual emotional investment and a lot of that is due to Trish Charlotte as well, mainly the segment that they had Tuesday. But I was I'm supremely confident that Charlotte can always deliver a great hill promo. She's done it for years. I wasn't as confident that Trish could sell us on looking like she this is gonna sound bad for all you attitude Aaron Ruthless Marks. She needed to look like she belonged in the rain with Charlotte. It needed to look like she was the Trish Stratus that could kick Charlotte's ass. And I think she pulled that off. And I I love that she's she's fighting for her era and she's fighting for the women who pave the way. And I know that's kind of tired and cliche, but this is coming from somebody who's at the top, who was at the top 
of that pyramid and is now fighting the woman who's at the top of the current <laughs> pyramid. And if you could convey that and build that into into a good story, even in a short few weeks, I think that's impressive. And I think that's what they did. You just did one hell of a job selling that match. I'll tell you that. I'm excited <laughs> for that match. I was just telling <laughs> you it up well. before we hit record, it's, it's one of the top three or four matches I'm looking forward to on the show. So congrats to Trish. Trish. 2019, Trish Stratus winning a markout award. What a time to be alive. I love it. She's in great shape, obviously. She looks great. That's going to be a great match. Who are you picking? Charlotte. Yeah, me too. Too much to overcome. A lot of heat Charlotte's going to get beating Trish in her hometown. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good match. What's one of the other things you said you were liking heading into this show? The Raw Women's Title Match between Becky Lynch and Natty has gotten personal and has got I, I I'm feeling like this is a show stealer. It's now a submission match. I'm pumped for it. I love the the back and forth they've had. I love Becky telling Natty that she's gonna make her tap out in her hometown. Can you imagine Becky making Natty tap out to the sharpshooter in Canada? At SummerSlam for the title. Will she get booed if she does that? I don't know. That's what's so interesting about this match is there's so many different factors and layers. There's the Ronda thing. Natty showing a bit of a mean streak. The Ronda thing? Because Ronda and Natty are best friends trained together. It's an Mm -hmm. elephant in the room. And that's a factor in it. The fact that Natty's showing this new mean streak that looks like a heel. But Becky's been really the heel in the feud. But Becky's also the fucking man. So You're is she going to get cheered? Some people would say she had kind of cooled off a little bit. But I think this feud with Natty is mm-hmm. kind of heated her back up a little bit to me. Absolutely. I think she's been really good. She's been hitting those edges a little bit more. Yep. She's absolutely heated back up. I like it. I like the story they're telling. So that that's some, that's not what I expected when I let out an audible groan when Natty won that match a few weeks back to qualify to face Becky. But now we got ourselves. Who gets the bigger pop, Natty or Becky? Ooh, that's, that's the question. A tough question. Either way, I think we got ourselves a Canada's barn burner on diff- Sunday. Canada's strange. Chase. They are different. It'll be. It might be Natty. I think I might pick Natty to get the the bigger ovation. And I. Th- oh, are you gonna do it? You're thinking about it. If you're going to disappoint the fans and have Charlotte beat Trish, what we just talked about, in her hometown, what would make them, what would redeem WWE? Not, I'm talking kayfabe. They wouldn't hate WWE for it. But what would give them the big pop and send them home happy after they just were devastated from their queen losing? Canada's own. Canada's own natty winning. Would it be her first Raw Women's title? Because she's won the SmackDown Women's title. I'm not for sure on that, but it would be the biggest win of her career, no doubt. Over Becky at SummerSlam. Over Becky at SummerSlam. Over the man. Becky. I don't know if you take the belt off Becky now that she's heated back up with Natty. So I'm picking Becky. I'm picking Becky. Okay, I just wanted to say it first. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know if you're gonna do something crazy there. No, I'm not doing it. I might do something crazy down this card, but I'm not doing it here. So you tell me where to go next. Those are just two of the women's matches. I want to get out of the way because those are two I'm pretty hot on going in. So let me ask you about the one that we thought could be a feud of the summer 
a star-making type feud. I just want to get your temperature check on this mm-hmm. heading into the match. United States Championship match, but it's really more about Ricochet and Styles here. They've been feuding for a month, two months now. Mm-hmm. Feels like it. Through the whole story arc of the club getting back together. We've talked about how much we've liked all that. And it culminates here at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Is this feud ending up... Is it still on the trajectory to be what we thought it could be, in your opinion? I don't know about the trajectory to be where we thought it could be, but I think if this is the peak of it, if this is where it ends, I still say I, I'm real I'm still really excited for Sunday, whether it goes beyond this and we take it another step further, which I don't know what that would be in this story. But I'm still really into the story and I'm really excited for the match. So I'm pretty hot on this still going in. It still feels like a blood feud to me. Want a, a good summer blood feud? And so maybe it is on one the right. that could steal the show. Yeah. Obviously, so maybe it is on the right trajectory still. It's just, they haven't got as much time to tell that. You know, the Raw reunion kind of interrupted that story. That's where that got. Yeah, that's, that's where true. that got interrupted. But I think this either is the next match in a series of matches they're having, and I think it's going to be awesome, or they have an all-out match here. And it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be awesome. More important. That's that's the hard question. It's tough. That means it's probably been a pretty good feud if we just can't call it. I'm going to go Ricochet. Because I think the OC goes on. I don't want to say bigger and better things because that makes Ricochet sound bad. I think AJ puts Ricochet over. And Ricochet is now a made face with the gold. That has to be what happens here, right? Uh-huh. That's what that's what needs to happen in this future. I think it's what eventually happens. I don't know if that's oh, okay. what happens Sunday. That's what I'm picking. That's what I think happens Sunday. But that's not... I think that overall arc does eventually happen mm-hmm. inevitably. But I do think that's where you it ends. You think Sunday's Sunday. the day? Because I think the OC want to move on to bigger things. They don't need the title? To I think they... Well... It, or move on to a bigger title. I think they're going to move on to a more main event level feud. And I think Ricochet is going to be a really popular face. And we're going to see so many awesome United States title matches. I think that's where we're at right now. Which is great for Ricochet. Yeah, I'll go Ricochet there too. Because that, that just sounds like a beautiful scenario. What, <laughs> if he, what if Ricochet brings back and he wins and brings back the U.S. Open Challenge? Try your damn best. It's still ain't going to be like Cena. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. Get out of here with that. Don't even get me started. What else we got? <laughs> got to get your opinion on this one. Dolph Ziggler. Bill oh, Goldberg. No. Out of nowhere, I turn around and this match is off. It's Goldberg's back. Fighting Ziggler. Let me ask you, because I'm trying to figure out if it was because... I read the rumor that it was probably going to be Goldberg. So... Didn't pop at all when Sean stepped in front of Ziggler. Did you have when Sean Michaels stepped in front of Ziggler? Did you think it was Sean Michaels that oh, was going to start stop? thinking it? Absolutely. You didn't. So had you read about Goldberg? Mm, I want to say I saw it, but you see so much bullshit. Uh, like I hadn't saw it from a credible source. I just. I'm trying to figure out if I would have popped if I didn't ha- if I hadn't read that it was probably going to be Goldberg. Probably not. Oh. 
No, I'm just not very excited for this. It it's gonna be a squash, right? Yeah, I think. Goldberg wins. Yeah, I pick Goldberg. I pick Goldberg. What I'm hope over under two minutes. Uh, under. Under. Under for okay. sure. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe Kevin Owens, since Goldberg wants to be back for a little bit, maybe Kevin Owens can finally get his win back eventually from Goldberg. He's going to be back for a little bit? I don't know. You, you never know if he gets the itch. If that crowd's hot, he Vince could sign just another match. You know, they did it. They they did it to him last time he was back. Remember, it's only supposed to be a one-time thing, and it turned into a, a thing. And him and Goldberg ended up for the title at <laughs> WrestleMania in Orlando. So you, if Vince likes what he sees and it's hot... <laughs> That Goldberg entrance must mark Vince out so hard for him to keep. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> so we're both thinking Goldberg there. We're both thinking bathroom break is what we're both thinking. It better be a fast one, it sounds like. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. Put the Goldberg squash on the pre-show and give me Orny Lork- o- Oni Lorkin versus Drew Gulak on the main show for that Cruiserweight title. Yeah? That's going to be a battle. You know something about that feud? I just know Oni Lorcan's a badass. Okay. Have you seen Oni wrestle, really? Not in years. Just, really? His tag team with um, Birch on NXT, you don't see any of their work? Oh, okay, yeah. That's him, I the guess. crazy kind of guy. Okay, yeah. I, I just, that's going to be I haven't a, seen any of him on as a singles. You all know we don't get into 205 Live, but that's, that's going to be a, probably a pretty brutal match. Okay. It was more so of a statement to put that on the main card because that's going to be a better match, probably. You keep dreaming that Goldberg's going to be on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something that should be on the pre-show, though. Fucking Bailey. So, okay, here we go. Got Bailey defending her title against Ember Moon. If we had any 10-year-old girl fans and listeners on this show, they are long gone. Listen, guys. She's the worst. If you're a, a young girl fan out there listening to us, turn to your goddess, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> what are you trying to... <laughs> Don't listen to him, guys. Let's talk about the match. Bailey versus Ember Moon. Bailey's not terrible. She's the worst. Ember Moon is pretty good as well. I think, have I said this on the show, that I think these two in ring, if you just look at in ring, could give you... You said you thought it'd be the best match. In ring match. I still think that. I think it could be the best in-ring match out of the women's matches. But I think Charlotte and Trish and Becky and Natty tell better stories than mm-hmm. Bailey and Ember. I don't know who I'm going with here. Uh, I'm going with Bailey. I'm going with Bailey as well. Ooh, man, we're getting to some interesting picks up here. Yeah, three matches left, right? Is that what you got? So let's get into one I want to get your take on because you've had some hot takes with one of these guys of late. Uh-huh. And then we'll finish out with the two main title matches. Four matches. Don't forget about... There's a fiend lurking in our presence, oh, Wes. I did forget about that one. How did I forget about that one? I don't know. But Kevin Owens and Shane. You've been pretty open about the fact you just want Shane off your TV. Yeah. So where are you on this feud right now going into this match? Because you've been a fan of Kevin Owens and his new face run at the same time. Yeah. So I'm interested to get your temperature on this. I kind of wish they would have capitalized on this Owens kind of surge with a better heel than a, than Shane McMahon. But I'm sure they're probably going to have a good match. I still just want Shane off my TV, though. Okay. I really do. It's, he, that's a huge match on the car that he's taken up. That's, that's the 
viewpoint I have. And that's no disrespect to Shane. It's just there's so many other people on this roster. And to you, the story hasn't been good enough to warrant him taking one of those spots. No. Because that's the thing with Shane. He can tell stories and be a character nobody else can be. And that's what's that's what's hard for me because usually I'm on Team McMahon storylines. This is not really a McMahon storyline. This is Shane pretending like he's an actual worker. It's very annoying. <laughs> I think that's the point, but it's go away heat with me. You think Owens gets it done? Doesn't. Yeah. I was hoping the stipulation. quit WWE? Yeah. Think right. He gets it done. <laughs> I thought they were heading that direction where this might have been the end of Shane because then that all kind of makes sense if McMahon accepts that stipulation, Owens gets the win, and he gets all the, you know, he gets all that yeah, equity from getting Shane off TV. Right, and that's that'll be good if he can capitalize but on that. Shane don't sound like he's going anywhere. Do you envision any scenario where Shane wins? Oh, you have to think of a couple with all the outside interference and him laying out the... Yeah, but... but and then Owens quits? Oh, he'd be back. <laughs> Man, yeah. He'd show up on Raw. It would be different. <laughs> That's true. God, what are stipulations anymore? Or he shows up on AEW. <gasps> Man, that'd be nuts. <laughs> Mind melter. But no, I think Owens, Owens wins. wins. Yeah. Do you like those sort of stipulations? Because now it feels a lot more predictable than it would otherwise, right? And you hot shot it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like those sort of stipulations. Especially not when it feels shaky. Like, there's been a couple where it's been... Ooh, they're on shaky ground anyway. <laughs> like, it's good when you really don't know if the wrestler's going to be there or not. It's not good in this instance. Okay, so let's get to these two title matches. Do you not s- want to talk about The Fiend? Well, fin- main event, man. Really? You want to you wanna put the you want to put the fiend over the WWE title and the and the what's it called the Universal <laughs> well, title? Should, okay, well it should definitely be over that one. We'll compromise. Okay, we'll put it in between. It'll be the cool down. <laughs> the cool. Let's, watch your mouth. Let's watch do, your tone. Let, let's do Universal. Universal. Okay. Brock Lesnar defending his title. Yes, that we're that's where we're at. <laughs> Again, Seth Rollins. Don't check the date. It's not. Oh, God. To build a WrestleMania, it's not. It's not. But you know what? It is time for another award. It's time! It's time! It's Sorry for markings. Mark out moment of the week. Oh, do tell. It's the moment this week. And this is a tricky mark out moment of the week award this week. Because if you blink, you missed it. But... Don't look past what Seth Rollins said when he said, I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar on Sunday. I guarantee it. Now, any wrestling fan who's worth their weight in water knows damn well that if you're a babyface and you say the G word, you make a guarantee. There's only a few things that can now happen. Rollins wins clean over Brock Lesnar. Rollins cheats to beat Brock Lesnar or Rollins loses clean to Brock Lesnar. And two of those completely change who Seth Rollins is. And one of those seems unrealistic. So what has to happen? I mean, to say guarantee means Rollins is winning then. 
Like, you have to say that now. Can you confidently say Rollins is beating Brock Lesnar on Sunday? I wouldn't feel too confident about it. Would you feel confident even more or less so if I said he's doing it straight up clean? Curb stomp, (laughs) one, two, three. One curb stomp? Maybe three Just clean and, yeah, just legal finishers, legal moves, clean ending. It just doesn't make sense, like you said. It goes against everything I've seen. But they use the G word, Jace. He guaranteed it. So if he cheats to win, then it's just how he beat him at WrestleMania. I don't, and he's no longer worst, has... That's the worst option in my eyes. Okay. Because he's already done that. But if you're a babyface and you make a guarantee and you lose clean... That means it changes who... That's a change for the character. Well, he's done. Like, he is no longer a main event guy for an extended period of time. Not a main event face. Not a main event face. Correct. Have you forgot the letter you sent last week? I did. Which brings me to my point. Vince actually does listen to me, which means you all need to listen when I'm fantasy booking. I just wanted to make that point. (laughs) Oh, they know. But that's what what marked me out so much about the G word, because it adds so much to the match. I like the promo as a hoe from Rollins after the match. It's kind of weird, but I think we have the makings of a hill turn possibly. Wow. That's why I think he said guarantee. So if you had to put money on either that or him winning clean. We... Loss and a hill turn. Loss and I hill would turn. guess it's more likely he's a loss and a hill turn than what? winning clean. I think, I don't know. I don't know what happens. That's the guarantee words throwing me off. So you picking... I think I'm going to pick Rollins. I'm picking Lesnar. Uh, wow. I think Lesnar retains. Wow. I think Lesnar's sticking around. Yeah, Lesnar retains. I don't know if Rollins turns heel right away, like the next night or Sunday night. That wouldn't work. No. It would have to be the start of something, which every time it feels like we fantasy book something like that, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, I'm, I agree with you that it wouldn't work, but I think... It's probably going to happen how you fear, which is fast. Wow. Hmm. But that's WWE. I'm glad we're split on that one, though, because we were the same for everything else, weren't we? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how these <laughs> Much next bigger two. than it was already. We'll see how these next, well, we'll see how our last one goes. But let's get to your... Are you not super interested in just seeing what the fuck this it looks like? I am, but I'm also worried because... I don't want the mystique to be gone, mm-hmm. similar to how Bray's been every time he's kind of debuted or re-debuted. So that's what I'm worried about. But I'm also really excited to see The Fiend and for an extended period in the light. I can't <laughs> even imagine what it looks like, really. Does he, keep, he keeps the mask on while he's wrestling. Oh, right? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Only time he should be in the mask is when he's doing his mm-hmm. funhouse stuff. What I would like to see more as they go forward with this, I want to see that Mr. Rogers Funhouse style Bray interact with people, not just the Fiend. I want to start seeing him out there in that wrestling world. I think that's where they're going. And I think they're going to tell a story. Every time you get a Bray story, I think it's going to be three people involved. It's going to be Bray, the Funhouse Bray. I think it's going to be Bray, the Fiend. I think it's going to be whoever he's feuding with. Yeah. I think that could be fun. For this this one, the pick seems fairly easy. Yes. It's the Fiend that's winning this. Mm-hmm. 
Dear God, the do, most can exciting. you imagine having to record a podcast with me if the Fiend loses his first match? You'd be inconsolable. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to have 911 ready just in case. I'm going to call and be like, I'm going to give him your address. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Welfare check. Uh, Bray's winning. Mm-hmm. The most exciting thing about this match is just what it's going to look like. You th- Oh, you think we get the demon? Oh. Demon's never been beat. Is that right? Yeah. They haven't hinted at the demon. They haven't, which would make it even cooler. And then that gives the fiend even more of a boost Mm. if he's the first person to beat the demon. He beat the demon, which means he truly is evil. He's a demon slayer. So would you prefer that? Or does he beat Finn and then Finn comes back as the demon? Spoiler alert if you guys don't know. It's pretty well reported. Finn's taking a couple months off yeah. here very soon. So he's going to be gone for a while. Would you rather him re-debut? As the demon to come and get Even his though that, I mean, that doesn't thing. feel like a new thing. But he's never lost. No, it would be a good pop when he came back. I think we get... That's tough, man. I don't know. Another intriguing SummerSlam mini storyline to watch. I think we get the demon on Sunday. I will guess no. I think we get the demon and Fiend wins. You're guessing we get regular Finn and the Fiend still wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, that scary son of a bitch is winning that match. Hopefully this <laughs> kicks off some awesomeness. All right, now the last match on the card. And one that probably should main event the show if you ask me. Me too. It's one of your main titles and it's been the better story of the two by far if you ask me. I think this has all been fan- I thought this has all been fantastic. Kofi Kingston defending against Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I won't say it's by far been the better of the stories because it's been mostly told through interviews, whereas at least Lesnar had that brutal beat down of Rollins and on the stretcher. Yeah, Two different after, stories. You said even after that, that wasn't really working for you. No, no. Is this feud working for you? Yeah. But Much I wouldn't more say, so? Uh-huh. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's far and away, no. Oh, okay. No. I think it's I, been really good. I I'm I think the interviews have been really good. Um, I would have liked some more live interactions between the two, not necessarily physicality, just live interactions because they're both such presence in the rain. But I'm yeah I'm really excited for the match. I agree it should main event the show. I love how they play on the history. That's so cool, and that was built in right there. And that's and when we talk about the feuds that. I don't know if we brought up Orton and Kofi because we probably didn't know at the time. I don't know when that was when we talked about feuds that could heat up into that classic summer feud. Well, this has the makings of it strictly based on their history, and now they're just plugging a different chapter of it in. And that that's perfect for a SummerSlam type of personal blood feud. It has everything we talked about in that previous trilogy. So I'm really excited for it. Do you think Kofi retains? No, this was kind of my hot take when <gasps> I think Randy Orton wins. Okay, wow. I'm going to pick Kofi, I think. That's t- It's a tough choice. I don't, I don't feel good about it. I rarely ever pick against Orton. He always seems to win. <laughs> he just does. I, I Orton just always seems to win. So does that set him up to be the champion heading into SmackDown? On I think so. And I think maybe Kofi could win it back. From him, I think this might not be the end for okay. them. It could get more personal stipulation down the road. 
So Ooh, that would be good for that story with everything Orton's been saying in these promos and just putting mm-hmm. a title on his shoulder mm-hmm. and then continuing that story and having Kofi chase it. Mm-hmm. And it work. started with Kofi jumping off, you know, hitting him in Madison Square Garden, doing the boom drop through the table in in the garden. Just saying, WWE's going back to oh, the garden. No. Just saying. That's a, a ways away. But I do think Kofi's better chasing the title. I think they know that, and I think we get a title change. Okay. I don't know what main events to show, though. I'm going to stand with my pick, but I will go on record to say I like yours better. <laughs> that Orton pick would be good. So we got two divisive picks in our it's our championship picks, or the, or the mm-hmm. divisive ones. That'll be fun to watch and see if that plays out. All right, guys. Thank you all for joining us here once again. We'll be back here in just a couple weeks. We'll be catching up on everything coming out of SummerSlam. And we will be finishing up our main event, Transplant Trilogy, taking somebody from our modern era and sending them back to our eras. Should be a lot of fun. Guys, don't forget that crowd is going to be hot this weekend. Enjoy SummerSlam, all of you. Thank you again for joining us around the water cooler. We'll be marking out with you watching SummerSlam. Sorry for marking. See you. Yeah, did pretty good. I think so. I think it went well.